the Elite Life Podcast. With your hosts, Trisha and Kylie. Here, we guide you on a journey of personal and professional transformation. Revealing the secrets to success. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we unlock the doors to the elite world of growth, grit, and grace. So, let's dive in. Hey, 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 friends. I'm so excited you joined us today on another episode of The Elite Life. I'm Kylie. With me is Trish. And today we have a very special episode full of inspiration, fire, and great information. I just know every person listening is going to feel ready to take on the world after they finish this episode. Yes. I'm so excited about our guest, uh, too. She is a super mom Mm -hmm. who balances all the things from homeschooling to zookeeping. Coaching, and somehow she even makes time to run 200. Stop it. Seriously, 200 marathons. Welcome our fabulous guest, Stephanie Northway. Yay! Hi. So I'm excited to share a little bit about me and my life. Uh, Always an adventure here, sometimes chaotic adventure and busy, but hey, it's always a good adventure. So yeah, I got lots lots of fun stuff and you may hear like a baby Charlotte popping in every now and then to say hi too. So <laughs> that's all good. We we um are out of the stage at my house with babies popping up, but we have puppies pop up all the time. Yes. So. <laughs> Ollie has made Ollie and Billy have made frequent appearances on the Elite Life podcast for sure. Yeah, but I'm so excited oh, you funny. said yes yeah, to every now um, and then like my dog may yeah pop in too. We got like uh, you guys said, there's a whole zoo over here. <laughs> well, you are a zookeeper, so you definitely should have that zoo. Um, but I'm excited to hear some of your nuggets of knowledge on how to be an all-around rock star and balance all the things I know that Kylie's pumped to listen to. So absolutely, um, give our listeners a little background. Like, Tell us a bit about where you came from growing up. What did life look like for you? Yeah, so... Let's see a little. So a little bit about me. We have. Let's see. Oh, oh gosh. I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. But I can. <laughs> I tend to talk a lot. So like, bear with me here. Um, I played all kinds of sports growing up. So like from t-ball, softball, basketball, um, bowling. You name it. I did it. Like a little bit of everything. Nice. Um, I've always worked with kids. I started working with kids at a young age. As far as like babysitting, started off babysitting. And then I went on to get um my associates in child development kind of kept going, um, got a bachelor's in special education and the, my teaching certification. And I've worked with kids like babysitting, um, coaching, being a nanny, daycare teacher, like you name it, I've got like a little bit of everything, but I've always like, let's see, like running okay so like let's back to sports too i ran cross country and track and that was a big part of my life was running and bowling those are probably two like the major sports for me um i ran cross country and track like i said when i was younger and i kind of shied away from running for a little bit after my dad had died i kind of just got lost like lost interest in the hobby more or less like i lost a lot of interest in like other hobbies and stuff that i did so kind of got that back when my son was about two years old I started running again and decided like I'd always wanted to be a marathon runner so that's when I decided to start training for a marathon when my son was a little over two years old and my dog needed to lose weight and it was just kind of a funny story because you know when 
babies are when kids are younger and you know the dog they're sitting in their high chair and you know the dog they they start to feed the dog and then it's she got overweight and you know how that goes so yeah yeah i started running to try yeah and i started running marathons october of 2015 and it's crazy it's been eight years now and my son is almost 11 so it's just like crazy to see like how time has just kind of flown by and then um let's see what else so then another hobby i had when i was younger was like a passion of mine for animals and it's like you think like weird animals like the creepy crawlies that people don't necessarily love but it was one thing i was kind of always interested in so i was the kid you know like finding the roly polies like the little millipedes and stuff like that and i had like all kinds of animals growing up so cats dogs guinea pigs rats mice you name it i had it and it was just like a little bit of everything and then i kind of lost like touch with that hobby as well up until recently and with homeschooling i kind of decided well like hey like this could be a good lesson so let's um like uh, let's start like zookeeping and then i kind of turned that into a business where we do like shows and classes with the animals so we kind of show them like um and my son is kind of like the assistant mm -hmm. now that he's older i was like yo you can help out with this so we did like a birthday party for a boy that just turned seven years old we brought um like some animals with us at a park and kind of like just talked about the animals i've done virtual field trips and stuff so kind of turned like the zookeeping hobby into like a business which that's been a lot of fun too so nowadays i have bearded dragon snakes uh tarantulas Ooh. You can kind of see some stuff in the background. Yeah. Okay. We have frogs, geckos, um, guinea pig, like the giant millipedes. So, Ooh. yeah. I love this. <clears throat> I was going to say, I seem like you're talking about you, you started back to running when your son was two. And I just wanted to kind of like circle back to that because I'm, I'm training for a marathon right now. And like I said, I'm out of the season of having um, yeah. kids to really like run around after, but my two marathon partners do. And I always think it's really inspiring because like I seen you, you were running like while you were pregnant, like the last marathon you ran, like the baby was in the stroller and you ran with the baby the whole marathon. So I love like what you're saying where you bring your kids along for the adventure. It's not I have to take time away from them. You figure out how to integrate them. But then you also like have this time and space for yourself, too. Yeah. So that's a one thing Um, I wanted to make sure like I kind of work around like their schedule. And, you know, if so like with my son, it was a little different because he was two years old when I started running again. I still breastfeeding, but it wasn't breastfeeding nearly as much because he was older. So it was a little bit easier. OK, I'm going to go for a run at 5 a.m. He's still sleeping. I got three hours until he wakes up. So then I'm going to just go off and go for a run like that. Um, with Charlotte, because she's 15 and a half months old right now. I've kind of just worked around her schedule. So because like at this point, like my kids are nine and a half years apart. So I had already been running for obviously quite some time when I was pregnant. So just kind of like pregnancy, I kind of went by feel like as you, you get further along, it's like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. Like right. I can't, I can't do the mileage I was doing before. I can't do the speed. Not that I'm that fast anyway, but, um, 
Yeah. And then let's see with when she was a newborn, I kind of just went by, okay, well here, I'm going to feed her, put her in the stroller. We'll go for a walk or run. If she's ready to eat sooner, then we'll cut the run or walk shorter or we'll just stop and I'll feed her and then keep going. Or maybe like, so I, let's say I feed her and then maybe she wasn't ready to go yet. Cause then she just woke up cause babies are unpredictable. Then just kind of work around like that. So just whatever, make it work. Or like I, what I did a lot during the pandemic was um, like walk. I mean, and then you, I could probably describe this in de- more detail uh, later on, but I'd walk like walk laps around my house as a way to get like exercise or like walk laps in the backyard mm-hmm. and my backyard is super tiny. But anyways, um, so that's another thing that I would do is like, you know, you hold her, like hold the baby, just walk laps up and down your house and you kind of, you kind of just make it work like that. So just kind of all about being like flexible and knowing that you don't have to stick to like a certain plan in order to get like what you want done, done. I love that so much because my son is two and my You know, one of my biggest struggles and things that, you know, Trisha heard a lot in the beginning of my journey of coming along in like personal development and starting my own business was how am I going to do all of these things with my kids? And it's so inspiring to meet other moms who are able to, you know, live your dreams. I love that you're doing the running again. You do it with the kids. You've got the animals and the creepy crawlers and you kind of incorporate everything together. Um, and I love what you said about not having to stick to a schedule. Do you find that like really chaotic or how do you, how do you make it to where you say, okay, for example, I've got all these, you know, I've got these 25 things that need to be done, but, um, this wrench was thrown in cause this kid had a fever or this one, you know, has a project due. Like what is one of your go-tos when you get thrown off of things that you wanted to get done? How do you pack it all in? So what I would do is like figure out what is the most important thing that needs to be done? Like what's the most pressing thing that needs to be done like right now? And then you go like, okay, so let's say um, with homeschooling, like it's more important for here. My son needs to do this, this and this. Okay, well, let's do this first. And then let's say, okay, like as far as like work stuff, I need to call these five students right now. So I'm going to call these five students and maybe like, I had a run planned or a walk planned or something for the day. Then maybe I'll say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to have to skip it for today. I'll just do something else, like maybe a workout video or something like that. So we'll just make it work like that. But it's all about, yeah, figuring out what's the most important thing that needs to be done. And then you do that. So I, I guess I could say probably like my laundry, folding the clothes and putting them away kind of goes to the back burner. I say, like, I get it done and then put it away in, like, seven to ten business days. Oh, my God. There we go. Oh, man. That goal is a little, like, off to the wayside sometimes. So We live we live out of baskets at my house, and I constantly tell Trisha, like, this is a deep hurdle for my husband, Ryan, and I, because I have zero problems, like, getting the laundry into the washer, getting it into the dryer. I don't mind folding laundry. I find it very cathartic. And then when it comes to putting it away, like taking the 10 steps to the dresser to put it away, I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I'll do it later. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I'm that, yeah, that's that's us. Like I get it folded and then it stays in like this nice oh. pile, like off to like where I'm pointing right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stay like it's all stacked up in like nice, neat piles. It's categorized and 
does it get put away? No, usually not. Cause that's usually like, I kind of prioritize that as like the bottom of the list. Like yes. I'll get the important stuff, like the schooling and the work stuff done. And then usually like the laundry kind of just goes to the wayside. But now do you have some like non-negotiables? Like, a, do, is there like a, this is a typical day in the life. I wake up at this time, I journal, like, do you have like specific routines or what does that kind of look like for you? Um, I try to get up probably like seven ish uh 7 30 and try to get like kind of get up then and then usually like as far as like workout stuff goes i will um like one of my favorite workouts is like something super simple is i just like do i walk up and down the stairs kind of do like laps up and down the stairs like that yeah. um and that's probably one of my favorite workouts uh favorite workouts to do is just like walking up and down the stairs do like Anywhere from 10, depending on how much time I have, anywhere from like 10 to 50 flights of stairs, just going up and down Dang. like that. And that's like actually one of my favorite workouts that I've done as far as like training for marathons and training for ultras. I started doing like flights of stairs like that. And that's been one of my favorite workouts. So that's something that I do in the morning or when I'm waiting for like Charlotte to wake up, I'll do um, just kind of like either like the staircase workout like I said or like just kind of like walk up and down the hallway just like that as far as like just getting some like steps in so that's kind of been my go-to training and that's been my like go-to training um even when my son was younger too like flights of stairs or just like walking up and down the hallway I love that so what I'm really curious to know because Trisha is a runner I run for my life and free food. That's about it. And not all free food either. It's got to be tacos, pizza, cake, something like that, right? Have you ever seen me like really, really run? No. Not ever. No. No. So what? when Trisha was telling me that she found you and she's like, she did 200 marathons. And I'm like, I remember when you did your um, – you're 52 and 52. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing. And she's putting you to shame here. Like, <laughs> I know. And I think that that's when her mom connected me with her was when I was doing my 52 and 52. And my last thing was going to be a marathon. And I believe that you were pregnant and had ran a marathon with a human in you. And I was like, I'm weak, yo. Like, <laughs> so oh, yeah, what did, what did that look like? like? It connected me. That's right. That was... um. That was it during the pregnancy. So I did, I wanted to do um, at least one marathon while yeah. pregnant. And I did it when I wasn't as far along because I remember like when I was pregnant with my son, like as I got further along, I gained weight in only one area and I get, I get, end up getting like super uncomfortable. So I was like, well, I'll do, a, I'll do a marathon while pregnant. And then I did a half marathon while pregnant. So it was, oh man, I did a, 17 weeks along with um, the marathon. And then I was almost 30 weeks along with Dang. the half marathon. That's and I know amazing. there's other runners that like that I know have done like more while pregnant. And I'm just like, ah, how do you, I don't know. Even though I've done a lot, it's just like, whew, it was a lot just to do that for me. But it's, it's, it's a testament to the human spirit and the female body. Honestly. I mean, I, you see all these women on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, and they're just like being pregnant, like no problem, lifting weights, doing the things, you know, doing CrossFit, flipping tires, you know, and you have, you know, the rest of the world saying, oh, you need to sit down and you can't do anything. It's like, no, it's like, this is what we were built to do. And I think it's, 
absolutely amazing that you could be so active while while you're growing a human, which is a very big job. I've done it three times. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it it is. And you can do and that's what I thought. Like I realized I wasn't running marathons at the time when I was pregnant with my son. Um, but I was still like walking and stuff like on a daily basis. And that's what I did while pregnant with Charlotte. I was like I was walking or going for a run every day or like I did the marathon, I did the half marathon. I did a couple other like shorter races, like a 10K and stuff. Um, the 10K I did was actually when I was 37, almost 37 weeks pregnant. So Holy smokes. that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that one was tough because it was like, okay, you have three weeks to go. This, it was, yeah. Wow. But, um, I could not imagine. I just remember whenever it was in my belly and it was like a baby elephant because he was so huge. <laughs> I could barely go from the living room to the kitchen. And I'm like, no, no, someone bring me the rolling computer chair because I can't make it back to the couch. Like, it was a hot, hot mess. So that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I was like all all belly, all out in front. <laughs> was like, I felt like it looked like you. I just had put a giant watermelon up my shirt. And that's it. <laughs> like, it looks so goofy both times. So tell us more about your coaching adventures and what got you into it and what keeps you going. So coaching, like, like I said before, I ran cross country and track. Um, I had heard, uh, let's see, from a friend on Facebook, I think, that East Grand Rapids was in need of another middle school coach for track. So I did coach that. I did coach track, um, but I just coach cross country now. Um and I reached out to the athletic director for East Grand Rapids and like they were looking for a new um, middle school like, cross country and track coach. So I kind of reached out and then I had talked to them and it was like, oh, well, OK, like the position's available. And then I started coaching for East Grand Rapids and COVID kind of put a damper on that the first year when sports were canceled. But then we I started coaching and I've been coaching with them for three years now. I did not coach last year with a newborn baby. I thought that might be a little difficult with <laughs> brand new two month old baby trying to coach. I was like, uh, uh, I don't know. That could be a little interesting, but I'd wanted to coach to kind of give back to other, to other runners and to show them kind of like, like their abilities, like that they can achieve, they can achieve anything. They can work hard and like get like, and you can see like, hmm, I'll describe this, but like, yeah, you can achieve everything, anything that you want. You can work hard to get your, like your goals, any goals that you set for yourself. It is doable. And it's nice to like work with kids and like see the progression as like the season goes on and to see like how they go from like one area and then like how they, like they keep improving as time goes on and stuff. So, and that's, I like to give back to other people and that's kind of why I like working with kids too, as far as like teaching and stuff goes, I like to give back and help other people. And it's nice to see, like, my passion for running and my love for running to kind of, like, show them what I can do and then to see, like, their kind of, their passion and their, like, their love for the sport come alive, too. And it's nice. Like, sit in, it's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, it can be a tough age, and it's good to have somebody there to, like, help to show them that, like, I don't know, like, you can connect with them and understand them. And then you can kind of build, like, that positive relationship with them, too. And so I started coaching three years ago, and some of the – kids I have now that were eighth graders are now 11th graders and it just seems like totally crazy and 
I did. So now there's a funny story about coaching. So it all started like three years ago when I started. One of the sixth graders at the time had done a science project um, about, I don't even know exactly. I don't remember the whole area, but it was with a space pickle. A named space Fernando. pickle? Yes. And she had made this joke that, oh, you need to get this as a tattoo and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah maybe I'll get this as a tattoo. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then two years ago, I said, okay, well, if you guys win the um, Sparta Invitational, if you guys, if the girls team wins, I, I promise you I will get this a space pickle tattoo. Well, guess what? They won. Yes. And like, I, she was like, you promised me that you would get this tattoo. And I'm like, well, you know what? I stay true to my word. I promise. Yeah. You know what? Yes, I did. I did promise I'll get the space pickle tattoo. Well, <laughs> Pregnancy, obviously shouldn't get a tattoo while pregnant. So, and here we are a year, like two years later. And I, last week I got the space pickle tattoo. So just last week. That is awesome. And like bright and proud on your arm. So they all get to see it and be inspired. Where she used to draw it like as a joke, like it's Fernando the space pickle and Yes, I got the space pickle tattoo. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. Because you know what? You, like, I love what you said about impacting young lives and making sure that they understand that they can do what they set their minds to. And that is a permanent thing. And I love that you held up your end of the bargain because I think most adults would probably be like, oh, no, I was just kidding. Like, no way. But like they held up their end, you held up your end. And so you're showing them and being the example of we make promises, we keep promises. We say we're going to do something and we do it. And now you have this really amazing conversation piece walking around on your arm where you can open up more conversations about what you do, what your passion is, how you help people, because I am sure that people ask you about that, (laughs) or they will. It's still pretty fresh. Hey, because a lot of my tattoos have that, like, the conversation piece, like, oh, so what does that mean? Like, I got one for the 100-mile race, like, my very first 100-mile race that I did, I got a tattoo of, like, the belt buckle. Awesome. And then, so it's, like, a good conversation, like, oh, hey, you got this, and... Yeah, like staying true to your word, and it's a yeah, it's a good thing to show. Like, okay, if I said I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. If I say I did something, I did it. If I promise something, I will keep my promise. And that's like a, true to my word with a lot of stuff. Like, I'm a very honest person, and yeah, if I said I did something, I did. If I said I'm going to do something, I I will do it eventually. Obviously, pregnancy got in the way of the tattoo, <laughs> but I eventually kept the promise and got it. So, yeah, it is good to show show kids that like hey I got I kept my word and here and she I showed it to her and she loved it and she was like super excited so she will she will never forget that those kids will never forget that as as old as they get they're going to come to their class reunion and be like remember when she got the tattoo (laughs) coach Stephanie got a space pickle tattoo yep I did Right. And I'm over here like, what's a space pickle? And it doesn't matter. It's amazing. I love it so much. So much. I've been I trying to find excuses to get I'm my next tattoo. I'm 100% sure I still, I can, I totally understand the space pickle, but it looks Fernando has got the hat and everything. Like, it was cool. <laughs> but yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. So one thing I did want to ask you about is homeschooling because I'm struggling with this right now. Um, My kids go to um, an amazing school. It's a Montessori school. So it's not your traditional sit at a desk, learn things. Um, I've got a nine-year-old diva and she's basically a third parent, right? And then... My middle, my second daughter is the feral one, as many, you know, second children are. So I wanted to know, like, what brought you to the decision of doing the homeschooling and what should I and other parents who are thinking about it um, also take into consideration? (laughs) She's doing your hair. (laughs) With the COVID, basically when COVID had kind of shut down schools and everything, and I had always been... Like, I'd always considered it. I was teaching in person up until three and a half, three and a half years ago. And um, when COVID shut the schools down, I had been thinking about homeschooling for a while. And it's something I really enjoy doing because I was a stay-at-home mom and nanny with my son until he was three and a half. So it was something that, like, okay, well, I kind of did a little bit of homeschooling as far as, like, preschool stuff up until that point. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, I kind of want to do homeschooling, so, like, let's just give it a go. And it turned out, like, it worked really well. I'd already, like, I have experience with, like, curriculum and kind of writing my own stuff. And it was just like, okay, well, like, here, we're, we're committed. We're going to do it. And then I ended up leaving my in-person job and found an online teaching job that was just like 100% online work from home. So then I do that. It's got a nice, like flexible schedule and hi. (laughs) She's like, Hey, I want to talk to It's got like my online job has a nice flexible schedule. So it works around with like homeschooling and stuff like that. And as far as um, homeschooling goes, I feel like anybody is capable of doing it and it's easier than people think like especially to find resources there's online stuff there's online programs that you can do there's like monthly subscriptions to different online programs there's endless amounts of like curriculum books that you can use especially like you can go on amazon and just type in like sixth grade curriculum and you can find almost anything like sixth grade curriculum you can find math like science social studies anything you name it there's like a lot of free resources online. There's Facebook groups that you can join that help. Um, like, okay, well here, I'm looking for like help with this. And there's a lot of, um, all over the state, there's a lot of different uh, homeschooling, like co-ops, there's programs, there's like so many things that you could do like with homeschooling. So like my son, for an example, he does the West Michigan Homeschool Fine Arts Program and he does band choir he does jazz band he does handbells so like they have there's so much that like there's the offer and what i like is like the flexibility of it because like we can work like spend a few hours here and there we can go on like field trips and we can go to like museums and we go on tours of places like cider mills apple orchards um we went to the recycling center and it's cool, like, we can go on, like, all kinds of different field trips, and it's not as crowded, and we kind of have, like, the place to ourselves. So it's, that's what I like. And, yeah, I like the freedom and, like, flexibility of it. So it's nice. And you kind of, like, work around what you need to do. So that's something I would say, like, it's definitely doable. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we're going to pause for a quick break so we can swap some things around, but make sure you come back because we still have lots of amazing questions to ask Stephanie. 
Did you know that over 80% of real estate agents call it quits within their first year in the business? It's a staggering statistic, but at mystarsacademy.com, we're here to change that narrative. Our expert-based training and coaching program caters to both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator Program is your key to leveling up your real estate business. Learn how to generate a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into loyal clients, and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts bring years of proven success to the table and provide one-on-one coaching to help you achieve structure and work-life balance. We'll map out a plan for you to follow, guiding you through the steps to scale and grow both in your business and personal life. Don't become another statistic. Visit mystarsacademy.com and enroll today to pave the way for your future success. And we are back, friends. We are interviewing the super amazing Stephanie Northway. She is sharing some wonderful resources and tips for all you other super moms out there on how to take care of yourself, take care of your kids, take care of all the things, and not lose your mind in the process. Yeah. (laughs) That's my main goal every single day. Stay out of prison. Don't burn the house down. Yeah. And she was just sharing a lot of her homeschooling um, adventures. And I want to hear about um, your science experiments because I loved science as a kid. So I want to hear about the science experiences and we want to see some of the zoo. Yeah. Yes. So we almost had a zoo accident because Charlotte actually tried to grab one of the tarantula cages that could have ended really badly. Um, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So. But as far as science, like my son loves science. We have, oh my gosh, we do like all kinds of cool science experiments. We buy like science kits. So for an example, I'm looking at one right now. We have like the electric circuit, like the circuit board. And you kind of like it, you open it up. There's like a booklet that's involved and you can make like different circuits of all kinds of like different, like, okay. So one that you can turn on, like two light bulbs one you can make like different sounds and stuff like that so we like to do those we have um kind of like a live periodic table that you can connect like different atoms and like make different molecules like just they're like big pieces they're pretty cool we do um lots of experiments like the volcanoes like baking soda and vinegar we've made slime we've done like the elephant toothpaste Ooh. Like, oh, let's see, what else? I love the volcano experiments. Those are those are a lot of fun. But, like, the elephant toothpaste, I'm trying to think what that was. It was, like, the yeast. It was... Yeast, hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide. All right, Harry says yeast, hydrogen peroxide, food coloring, what else? And soap. And soap. Nice. That's nice. a good one. It, it didn't, like, some of the YouTube videos we saw were, like, pretty, like, robust and had, like, these huge explosions of the elephant toothpaste ours wasn't as cool but it was still pretty cool nice what other like science experiments have we done mixing like acids and bases and like the way like the ph level the way it changes colors we've done though like those experiments um let's see what else acids are red basics are blue and Harry's like kind of giving some commentary here. I love <laughs> it. Well, you definitely sound like the fun mom. Like that's yeah. I'm like, man, this sounds like so much fun. 
Um, so tell us like, okay, tips for other people who are trying to do all of the things and be, you know, a great mom and wife and encourager and run and work and teach and keep smiling. Like you are making it look so super easy. So how do you make it look so easy? Oh, because we know it's hard. (laughs) We know. Yes. Yes. It doesn't feel easy, but then other days it's like, okay, well I got this, but I guess probably because of my background with teaching and working with kids and a background that I have with running and stuff like growing up and kind of my like go with the flow type attitude I have like okay well we'll prioritize like yeah what's most important to get done today if we don't get certain things done I go back to the laundry situation not the end of the world but I guess like not being so hard on yourself and that's something that I like I work on a lot is trying not to be like super hard on myself if I don't get every single thing I need to get done done. Um, Another thing like to not overthink it's something I work on too because I can I tend to overthink it's like oh well if I didn't get every single thing I wanted done today then like man I'm doing a terrible job but I guess like trying not to overthink because that's one thing that I tend to do too so like prioritizing what's it most important to get done um not overthinking and not being not being hard on yourself it's something that i yeah like i said i still work on that but i think those are probably like the most important things it sounds like the the most the more flexible you can be the easier things are going to be for you right yeah um do you have certain tools that you use that keep you organized like certain like are you a pen and paper gal are you a google calendar do you do you have things that you use or not so much you just kind of keep it flexy I save. Let's see. I save stuff on a Google Calendar. Do I always like pay close attention to it? Uh, <laughs> not quite. But Samsung Notes on my phone is uh, how I kind of like. I was like jot things down like that. Or you're just your trusty old notebook paper is kind of how I keep track of stuff. Or I have a pretty good memory. Like just kind of like keep things in my head. But. Should I write stuff down more? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What advice would you give, um, you know, especially like – I feel like runners have a certain mentality that is kind of different from normal humans in that like, <laughs> we go do like really hard things and people are like, why are you putting yourself through that? Like, especially you doing a hundred mile race. Like I can't even wrap my mind around a hundred miles. That's a um, lot. But I also know like if I set the goal and I work at it, I know because I, I did it for a marathon and and you just keep doing it. So like what what advice can you give people on how to kind of like build that grit? Like how do you push through when you are faced with adversity, when you are faced with hard times, especially for an extended period of time? And I use the running analogy because I'm sure how long did 100 miles take you? Like that's a long time. Jeez. Oh, uh depending on the race and kind of how I felt um it can take the very first one I did took 29 hours which obviously is not fast but then again you're running 100 miles so I mean it's 100 miles it doesn't matter but or it can take me 23-ish hours it really just um kind of depends like time-wise but Let's see. And anything, anything, as you know, like during a race and especially marathons, any dis, actually any running distance, things can go wrong. And 
you kind of have to decide like how bad is this thing that's going wrong so it could be if it's something like super detrimental that could like cause like injury or harm okay obviously don't keep going but something that like okay push past like certain elements like okay you're tired you can keep going like figure out how to adjust what you're doing to keep going um I guess keep moving forward and that's a tattoo that I have on my wrist too it says keep moving forward but another thing uh, let's see and like knowing that you can do like and kind of keep telling yourself that you can do you can do hard things like you can accomplish this and it's I guess it's all about like positive mindset because I would say a lot of running too is more mental than it is physical Mm -hmm. because once you run like 20 miles you can run a marathon you can run an ultra I'd even argue that if you can run 20 miles you could probably run 100 miles too because it gets it's all mental after a certain point yeah yeah. and you kind of just have to keep telling yourself like keep moving forward keep going you can keep doing this and when it gets tough yeah just keep telling yourself like I can do this I can do this because the minute your mind starts to go on that negative route it, it can derail your entire race and I've been I've been there done that I've had that negative mindset where I'm like but well, this is terrible I can't do this anymore well that my the rest of my race suffers because I'm in a bad mood if you're in a good mood you can push past a lot of stuff and kind of like train yourself to keep going kind of like that growth mindset where you can tell yourself that like something is good or kind of I'm trying to think of how, like a good way to describe that too like the but like a negative mindset won't get you anywhere with running or even with um like life too i guess um and having a more positive uh mindset on things so yeah that's what trisha has shared with me is like it's all about your mindset because again i i don't run anywhere and so i'm looking at you guys and i'm like how are you doing these things and trisha's all i'm very like sarcastic and you know, cynicism and, you know, I'm just that person. And Trisha's very rainbows and unicorns and things like that. But, um, you know, Trisha, too, you've you've shared that you have partners. And like when you don't have a partner, you've got things in your ears, like you're listening to God's word, you're listening to a sermon. So like that was my next question, Stephanie, is like, what are you when you're running 100 miles? Like, is it just your voice in your head? Are you listening to something? Like, what do you like to put in your ears when you're trying to push through these really big things that you're doing? Typically, oh, let's see. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I don't. I would say most of the time I probably don't listen to music. I uh, well, just kind of like either talk to myself or if anyone's on the trail with me, then I kind of just, just yeah. Charlotte's got a kid microphone that's making my voice echo. <laughs> um, but I said like a lot of the time it's just kind of me and like whatever voice isn't going on in my head. So, yeah, like you kind of talk to yourself and this probably sounds kind of crazy, actually. Um, Makes but sense if you're to talking me. to yourself like. Yeah, whatever voice you have going on in your own head, it better be a good one because, <laughs> yeah, like I said, if it's a negative voice you got going on in your head, like it, then you could just ruin your entire race. Um, that's why, like, it kind of talking to yourself or like, I guess thinking about like happier scenarios and stuff like that can kind of help you too. So, like, thinking maybe like good times or I don't know, thinking about your kids, thinking about 
like just something, maybe a vacation, something fun, or like being able to see your family at the end of a race. That's, um, that's another thing too. Like just thinking about stuff like that. So like thinking about something positive helps listening to like, maybe like your favorite music, favorite podcast, even like a book that could help you. I like a lot of times I don't listen to music because sometimes it can kind of, I don't know, kind of that confuse me or like that mess me up. But, um, yeah, I kind of like just prefer just running, like running or walking in like silence or um, if I find somebody, I'll just kind of like have a conversation with them. I commend you guys for being able to talk and run at the same time. <laughs> That's when I do all of my venting sessions. I like know, that. like we're on the Stairmaster <laughs> at Crunch in the morning and she's going blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, <sighs> but all good things. But so we've covered work, we've covered family. Now we want to know like self-care. So like when you are done running freaking 100 miles, like how do you what what do you what are some like top 3 things that you would say you absolutely have to do to make sure that you take care of you, put your oxygen mask on first to make sure that you could be the best mom, you could be the best teacher, you could be the best runner. What are those 3 things? I would say, and this is probably based on experience, like my own experience too, making sure you prioritize um, rest, like your rest days and telling yourself that it is completely okay to take a day off. You can have, like, you can take a day off of running. You can take a day off of working out. Taking that day off and like recharging and resting is, it does a lot more than people think it does. Like it's okay to, take that time off and just rest, recharge, get back to where you're needing to go. So I think making sure you rest, like prioritizing that. And that's based on like my own experience too. And going like, go, 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 go until you burn out. And then you're like, wow, I need to rest. Mm. I'm tired. Or even sitting down, taking a break for a little bit. It, like, it's okay to do those things. So I think that's probably the most important. Um, making sure that you're not only working on working out or running that you're doing other things too. So doing other things like is just important as like the running and the working out itself. So making sure you're doing other stuff too. Um, could be coloring, reading a book, watching a movie. That's kind of some stuff that I like to do too. Playing a game, um, going for a walk or a hike without any sort of other expectation, just kind of just doing it just to do it. Yeah. And stuff like that. I think that's important to do. I love that. Yeah. Having that mental break of just no consequences, no expectations, just chill, mind break. Super important. I like that. Yeah, for Very sure. Good. I like coloring, coloring too. too. Yeah. I like colors. <laughs> I like draw like drawing like drawing picture nothing like crazy because I'm not that good my son is really good at drawing me I'm I like to draw just like shapes and color them in yeah but that's like that's yeah I like to overlap the shapes like the 90s and like you know you have a purple triangle and where it overlaps the blue circle it's yellow yes I I like to do that too I have a couple cool uh drawings I've done over the years with stuff like that with shapes kind of like abstract art is what I like to do Perfect. All right. You get to ask your fun questions. Fun questions. Okay. So before we wrap, I have fun questions that I like to ask. So um, my favorite one to ask is if you, what, I want to know who, who's your favorite villain and why? 
any villain. Doesn't have to be comic book, movie. It could be uh, literature. It could be political. Trisha always picks the same person every single time. But um, this is a question that I found really interesting when my friend Bevan went to the police academy and they said it's a lot more revealing than to ask who's your favorite hero. Okay. Now, what was the okay? The beginning of the question. It kind of like the my connection kind of cut out. So, what was the first part of it again? Sorry. Which? What is your? Who is your favorite, your favorite villain? Villain. Ooh. Bad guy. Ooh, that's a tough one. Let's see. See, everybody could be like Superman. Batman's my favorite hero, right. but exactly. Favorite villain. Ooh. I mean, I go back to like I'm looking at like some Disney movies I have on my shelf right now. There you go. Talk to me. Ooh, let's see. Maybe like ah, favorite villain, maybe Jafar from Aladdin or even or maybe even like for, like go to Toy Story and you have Sid, even though Sid not really like villain villain. He just kind of traumatizes toys. Uh, but can, maybe Sid because it's like. You know, because, uh, yeah, maybe Sid from Toy Story, because Sid's obviously, like, really troubled himself, and he's had a lot of stuff happen, like, that we don't know about, but you can tell, like, he's got quite a past, and he's been traumatized himself, and he's probably been through something, like, pretty bad, and so he's traumatizing toys as, like, a way to, like, get out, and it's, like, Sid's obviously very troubled and needs some help, so maybe I kind of like him, and it's, like, I feel like... He wouldn't necessarily be bad. He could, if he got like maybe the help he needs, he would be different. I don't know. I kind of like, I guess Sid. That's one we haven't heard before. I like that. And I can see like maybe he just needs to join your running, your running group with the other kids and just get some love and check out Fernando the Space Pickle and just have a good time. <laughs> yeah, like Sid, I feel like Sid just needs, Sid needs somebody to love him. And he clearly is that is not happening for him. So I guess, yeah, probably Sid. <laughs> That's one we definitely haven't heard before. Yeah. That was a good answer. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always like to ask, um, if you could go back and give teenage you advice, what would it be? Ooh, this is a good one. So, I mean, I'm going to try to keep this brief. Um, ooh, okay. So don't let people take advantage of you just because you are nice. Um you can be a nice person. You can be kind and respectful without letting people take advantage of you and walking all over you. That's one thing I would say to myself. Um, and you can have boundaries. You can be nice and have boundaries. And I guess just because you think outside the box and do things maybe differently than other people do, doesn't mean that you you are wrong. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you do things differently. Um, and don't let people bully you or tease you for that. Like, it's okay to be who you are. And that's one thing um, I've learned, too, like, over the years, uh, sometimes being, like, picked on for stuff. Um, so if, like, pick, being picked on for stuff for being different and stuff like that. So, like, don't stop being who you are just because other people don't like it, I guess, is another thing. And then... And it's okay to not follow, like, it's okay to not follow the crowd. So yeah. I guess that's another good one. Like, just continue to be who you are and don't follow the crowd. Those are all so good. Those are all such powerful messages. Yeah, for sure. So for amazing. Sure. 
Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. Is there anything else that I missed or I skipped over that you want to share with the world before we sign out? I don't know. I think I've probably covered it all. I could probably keep talking to you guys for hours. I know. <laughs> so, I know. This was fantastic. I think I'll, I'll probably just leave it at that more, I guess. Uh, it's, it's completely okay to be who you are. And I, I'll leave it at that. Like, it's okay to be who you are and to like the things that you like and to do the things that you do. And even if other people may not like it, like, it's okay to be who you are. And you are, like, you're good enough as you are. You Like, you matter in this world and you are... A good enough person like just as you are you don't need to change even if other people don't like it that's it. that's such a powerful message yeah. especially right now you know in the culture that our kids are growing up in where everybody's trying to be the next you know social media influencer yeah. for whatever reason so that that i love that a lot i love it yeah so thank you so much to our listeners for yep. tuning in thank you stephanie for being with us yes thank you kylie for always being my amazing co-host boom Woo! All right. If you like the show, make sure you share it with somebody else. Somebody else needs to hear these tips, these resources, and know they're not alone in the world. Yes. And we drop fresh content every single Thursday. So slap that subscribe button, share the show, and come back next week for some more Elite Life. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Elite Life Podcast with Trish and Kylie. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend so we can keep delivering you more fantastic insights on grit, grace, and growth. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook, where we'll keep the ideas flowing to help you build a life you love and leave a legacy you can be proud of. Until next time.